You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome back to The One Relationship. This is Tanner and uh, here with my beautiful wife and co-host Kate, of course. And today uh, we're excited for our guests, uh, Ron and Rachel Cool. Uh, We actually met Ron um, through online marketing and he's he's a guy that we work with who actually uh, edits this podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, pretty, pretty cool and uh, really excited to hear uh, from him and Rachel uh, about their story and their journey. Um, they've known each other for 15 years. Uh, they've been married uh, about nine years. Uh, they've got a, a little army of, of children running around now, and uh, they're living life. They're running business together. Uh, they're raising kids together and a very similar experience to us. So we're excited to get into it and uh, and learn a little bit more uh, from Ron and Rachel. So welcome to the show, you two. Thank you. Yes, thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Anything uh, anything that I missed in the the intro that, I, that you guys want to tack on uh, background-wise? Boy, let's see. I think, well, one, I say this all the time. This person makes me a better person, a better oh, human. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 just, I would say the same thing. You know, she, she's, she's an amazing planner and keeps me focused and grounded. But, you know, we used to work together um, before we were an item. So we've known each other a little bit longer. And uh, so she knows me better than anybody else on the planet. She, she's seen all the craziness where she talked me off ledges because we used to work together. And, <laughs> and uh, that's that's a cool little story we'll probably get into at some point today. That's pretty much it. You know, there's not a lot of people on the planet that I can say know me as well as Rachel. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I will say one thing before I jump into my first question, because we chatted you know, yesterday when we were talking a little bit. Uh, uh, three of us on, on this interview are on our second marriage. <laughs> so, right. uh, Ron, you said something that was kind of, you know, funny to me that was like, Hey, I tell people they should just jump he- ahead to their second marriage. And, and, <laughs> and, and I, and I appreciate what you meant out of that, which is that, um, you know, you and Rachel have both taken the approach of learning, from uh you know your first marriage and and early relationships to create a different result in in your second marriage and and you guys really defined i mean i think when we started talking like we we really connected on just philosophy around you know relationships and and going into our second marriage um and something that i said on a previous episode is that you know oftentimes people think you know, the issue with the relationship is their spouse <laughs> and, uh, and, and the divorce rate is like 50% with first time marriages. And it jumps up to like 80% for second time marriages. So, um, most people just continue to repeat the patterns of their past in their subsequent marriages and relationships. And so when you said that, I was like, I really get that sentiment because I feel like I know so much more and I'm such a different person in this marriage than I was the the first time. Based on statistics, the majority of people don't learn those lessons. So if if maybe you're one of those people that, you know, you're on your second or or past your first marriage and you still think it's the other person, uh listen up doubly here because there there might be some real good insight here from from people that have been through it. You know, and and never been married, <laughs> the one thing that Tanner and I both have said is if we had met each other in our so-called, you know, quote unquote, past lives, like we wouldn't be together. You know, it took the unhealthy relationships that I had and it took the divorce and and that first marriage to become who he is in order for us to be able to meet and to work and and to to be the couple that we are today. So uh, definitely learn from those past experiences. 
to not repeat them. Yeah. And I think there's a difference. I'm just like hitting a hard pause on this topic because I think it's important. <laughs> I think, I think there's a difference between desperation and, and like defining what you want. Right. Because that's the other thing is that I so often see, and, and I have friends I can think of that get out of one relationship and want to get right into the next one. And it's like, Whoa, hold on. Like, what did you learn from the last one? And what are you going to do different? The, this next time. And so again, I think it's, I think it's very important topic. We'll get into some of that today. Uh, but we just want to start with the first question uh, from each of you. Why did you decide to get married to each other? Do you want to go first? I, can, I, 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 I mean, you're more than, I mean, I can go first. Go ahead. I, I, I made her. I made her. <laughs> <laughs> we might interject you know, in one another's story here a little bit. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, so as, as you said, we were both married, uh, prior and we both had super unhealthy relationships. Marriage was not a good experience for me. And I can probably say that on a general level for Ron as well. Um, but I was really like, I was a bit gun shy. I was like marriage. Um, nope. I think we're fine where we are. Like we, you know, we've been together for a couple of years. It's great. And once we, you know, marriage is just piece of paper anyway, who really cares? Um, you know, and I don't want everything to crash down and, you know, be terrible once we get married. So that was kind of, you know, the way I was viewing marriage and he viewed it very differently. Yeah, I made her. <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't hear all of that like well okay. your answer now makes more sense with her explanation and and i and i think that's uh so tell us why because i think that's yeah. really important i think that's a common thing for people that are out of a, a marriage and they're like hey we're together we like each other and there is this you know like that wasn't an option for us right because kate right. had never been married so we couldn't just kind of coast it along right. uh but i think that's super important a lot of people just think like ah, let's let's not have that tight bond so we don't have to break it in the future or so like because my last marriage failed i assume this next one's gonna fail like magically everything's cool and then as soon as you like put the rings on inside the paper you're like this is miserable what the hell right. did we do right. right no that that, that totally understand that i i understand that i i get that i think uh we can go back to one of one of the times we were together and i broke down and was crying and i actually told you i loved you for the first time and i knew from that i mean i knew before that she was going to be the last person i was ever with forever um so why we got married is because why wouldn't I want to be married to you? Right like yeah. i i love you and i that was part of it and and for me there would be no other way for me to show that except for like, I want to be married and I want to have a family and this is our legacy and this is what we're going to do. And we have kids um, and the legacy, the family that we're going to bring them up in is going to be our family. So it has to start with that piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, um, I feel like I, in this story, we've like reverse roles. Cause it's like, you always hear of like the guy being afraid of commitment. Like for me, it was like, it was that step I had to take to be like, okay, you know, this is, this is commitment. And just because the past uh, marriage was a bad one doesn't mean that this will be an, and like Ron, you know, I knew I loved him. I knew I wanted to spend life with him, but just taking that extra step of marriage, that was like the confirmation, you know, it's like, okay, this is it. You know, if, if I, you know, marry this guy, then we're definitely together and that's that. And so that's what we got to do, you know? It sort of, I think personally, and at least it did this for me was that it created a confidence because I had so many broken relationships. Oh, they want to get married. Oh, I love you. Yeah. We're going to stay. We're going to, you know, this is it, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then it doesn't work out. But when you marry, you're like, Mm, this is a little more official and yeah. and it gives you confidence it really does give the relationship uh almost security now granted it's not full security because people get divorced but but i do think that 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 sort of helps kind of put the you know what is it the stake, nail stake, stake in, in the, the ground, ground right you know <laughs> and, and one thing i will say that just popped into my head that i think is is important because i'm in um <clears throat> a handful of like men's 
uh, only Facebook groups, um, you know, where guys are talking and, and there's some really good things that are happening in there. And then there's also a lot of sort of, um, you know, guys talking crappy about women, their wife, their soon to be ex-wife and talking about divorce. And, and it just like, as we're talking about this, I remember seeing something from, from somebody about like, why is it so easy and basically inexpensive to get married <laughs> and so and can be so expensive and difficult uh to get divorced right and and i kind of like quite frankly until like this moment i kind of had that same mindset too but i'm like because there is a power in that commitment right like it should be hard for you to undo that that mm-hmm. commitment that you made because that's a that's a serious commitment to to somebody so yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's like, I don't know. It was just an an epiphany (laughs) for me. So (laughs) I, I commend you, Ron, for, for really leading that and being like, no, we're, we're doing this and this is why, and this isn't casual. (laughs) Um, this is what I want. That's awesome. So you both came from marriages that, uh, were difficult and challenging and had their, had their issues. And so from that alone, you know, marriage is not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, what, you know, we, we kind of, we like to ask people like, when did you realize that, that to me is somewhat telling already. What I'd like to actually know from you guys though, from your past relationships to what you were going into now what did you want different? What did you decide? Hey, this is what happened in the past relationship and marriage. I don't want this anymore. And this is like, so what, what were those defining, uh, topics or foundational pieces for your marriage? You'd be like, yeah, we're not repeating the past. That was date two. (laughs) Seriously, date two. Like we had not a normal date two. Mm -hmm. like uh, date two was what do you want out of life? Right. And we, cause we already knew each other. Like we already knew, we already knew that like we were friends. Um, so that wasn't really weird. That wasn't awkward. It was like, what do you want from here moving forward? And can we agree to that? And, you know, we knew what we didn't want more so than I would say probably what we wanted. Right. Which was fine. Cause then that helped, you know, Mm -hmm. define what we wanted. Yeah. But yeah, we we were really pretty solid on what we didn't want, you know, anymore. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't want arguing, we didn't want fighting. Uh, it, for me, it was very my my past relationship is thankfully nothing like this one, which was awesome. But I also grew, I believe, in that as well. Um, and you know, for us, it's like I want open communication. She wanted mm-hmm. open communication. Um, you know, I, I wanted a partner in life not somebody that I felt we were like fighting different battles, but expecting mm-hmm. like the same result. I, I was not interested in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted the same thing. Uh, she wanted someone that would like kind of go out there and be a doer of things, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I am a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Pretty ambitious. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the, the biggest hurdle that we had to overcome is you know, on second date, date two, she wanted kids. And at Mm -hmm. that time I had a vasectomy. Mm. So I told her, I was like, okay, I'll have to get a reversal. No hesitation, no questioning. After the reversal, I was laying on the couch and she goes, maybe I don't want to have kids right now. (laughs) So much pain. I was like, oh no, something's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, and just to be clear with that also, um, that was just another amazing thing about Ron is when, you know, when we had this like crazy deep conversation on date two, you know, um, you know, we, we have a bit of an age difference, which we of course knew we actually have 14 years in between us. And he had three children from his previous marriage. And I have had no children from my previous marriage. And, um, and if I remember correctly, I, I actually think he asked me if I wanted kids because that was a concern of his, um, you know, being somebody who was younger and didn't have any children yet, you know, and I told him I was honest with him and told him, yes, I would, but I knew the limitations there, you know, and I was, willing, you know, to be okay with that. And I think that worried him more than me at the time anyway, you know, because he, um, 
you know, he, he knew I wanted kids, but was willing to, to, you know, put that aside. But yeah, I think right down, Hey, she, you know, she's got to, got to have a family. And he was always the one who was like, I'll get the reversal. There wasn't a lot of, you know, um, chance that it was going to work out. The chance was actually only like a 40% chance, but he always had the faith that it would. And yeah, yeah so I, I, that was a big thing. For yeah, us. I mean, I, I, I go off of feelings a lot. Like if I have the right feeling, I truly feel that's God's way of saying I'm talking to you. So I, I react yeah. on that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up one day and I told Rachel, it's time. Let's go find a doctor. Literally. It's kind of how it went down. Mm-hmm. And we went to the doctor and the doctor's like, it was like two weeks away from 10 years in between of getting the reversal or getting the vasectomy and getting a reversal. And he said, if at 10 years, he wouldn't even entertain it. Oh, wow. Uh, High risk and not a lot of chance it would be successful. And you didn't know that before. You were just like, hey, got to go to the doctor today. No idea. So I truly got chills. That's pretty crazy. Again, it's one of those things. I mean, we have so many weird things that I just feel God speaks to me and and we react to that, Um, you know, but you're supposed to go back and get checked to make sure it all went through. And I refuse to go back. One, it was painful. He was like scarred for life. Yeah. More than one, like he was like. It no. was so like it was painful. <laughs> You're like here. Here's how I'm gonna check to see if this thing works. Like, <laughs> right. If she gets pregnant, there's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. That. And, and well, we have to go check. I go look. It was painful. I feel God wants you to be a mother. Is exactly what I told her. And and so you're gonna be a mom because you're gonna be great at it. So I don't have to worry about what a doctor says, like you're going to be a mom. And a year later, like I knew she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant. Wow. Like we were driving home. We were pretty in tune with with one another. (laughs) Yeah. We we were driving home and her dad, because she had it on speakerphone, her dad asked about the whole pregnancy thing. And I was mouthing, just tell him you're pregnant. And she's like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I was like, just tell him. And uh, so we were on our way home. We got a little test. I'm going to tell the story a little bit, probably TMI, but I'm going to tell the story because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so we get the test. <laughs> She's like, oh. Uh. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So we go home and I, I will never forget this. She shuts the door and she was complaining about having to take the test. And then literally it was silent. And then she screamed because <laughs> she was pregnant. Right. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was a cool moment. That's awesome. Yeah. And now you guys, you guys have three, right? Yeah. 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 We couldn't. Stop. It doesn't it stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I went through great pain to reverse this sucker. Yeah, like, we're, we're doing it more than once. <laughs> I, have, I have offered to get another one. And she said, absolutely not. And oh, I, I like, will never make him go through. But yeah. No. But getting yeah. it stripped is like not a big deal. It's yeah. Really it's the reversal that, yeah. Oh, I was on the, yeah. I was, I was on the couch for a month. And I remember calling the doctor and all the ped med, pain meds because I'm kind of a baby when it comes to like a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not working. I need something else. <laughs> Whatever's going to make it so I'm not awake is what I want. Yeah. 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 There, There's two things about that. So one, and you shared just like a little bit yesterday when we chatted about like, hey, we defined what we didn't want. And I think... Um, one, we in our own way had that same thing. We now call it our non-negotiables. And we like literally we had like five things that were like, yo, these areas of life, like personal growth and communication and yeah, not arguing and, you know, family, like a lot of the same things spiritual, you guys are talking. Yeah. Yeah. Religion. Spiritual beliefs and and that like not that we had to believe the same thing or go to the same church, but the fact that like we were committed to having a, you know, a spiritual growth and and that be part of our lives. So I love that um, aspect of it because I always for my single friends, if there's anybody single listening, you know, or, or not committed relationship like i always go back to that and i'm like well what do you want and if they don't know it's like well no wonder you're just churning through you know dating people because you have no idea and i think it's the other thing i want to say is it's really powerful that you're like we didn't know everything we wanted we knew enough to know what we didn't Didn't, want right 
And, and I think sometimes that's the only way to figure out what you want and what direction you should go is to like close the doors on the stuff that you're like, I don't need to entertain that. I don't need to be in a relationship with arguing anymore. Like I'm good on that. I'm not sure what it looks like. Um, because a lot of the things that a lot of things we're finding, you know, now with couples that we're coaching is like, they don't know what they want or where they're going. Like there's no uh, foresight. They're so stuck in what I like to call the just triaging the the drama of the day. It's like, well, this thing happened and then this and da, 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 you know, and, and it's like, okay. But I think a really powerful way to take some of the sting out of the, the hiccups that happen day to day is to get that longer term vision and to get more clear and to have those sort of common goals, even if it's what you don't want. Like, hey, we said we weren't going to argue. We're not agreeing right now. I don't know how we're going to solve this, but I know we're not going to argue. Right. And I think that's really powerful. And and we're just seeing from a lot of people we're working with, like they've not defined any of that stuff. And and to step back and set those boundaries in that framework, I think is a uh, you guys are a testament to that being very effective for for a successful relationship. So, yes. It, well, and, well, I, I just wanted to add that that is a great practice in anything in life. It doesn't mm. just have to be with relationships because that was the story of my career where I was doing things and figuring out that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what I wanted to do. And it actually became a bit of a joke that I didn't quite find so funny and within <laughs> my family of like, well, Kate's still trying to figure herself out. She's just she's still trying to figure it out. It's like, well, yeah, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Like, isn't that what college is about? Or so, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. People need to figure out where where they want to go, what they want. Um, and you can do that by what figuring out what you don't want. And that's okay. So I just, yeah, I just it's just because I lived it. And I just thought that that's just such a powerful thing for people to recognize that it doesn't have to be just uh, take that, take that practice just into relationships. It can be in anything. So speaking um, of yeah. disagreements, how do you handle things when you don't, dis when you don't agree? So why are you looking at me? <laughs> Letting you answer that one. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the biggest, um, for me anyway. And I think, I think Ron would agree for himself and his experience. Um, those are the one of the biggest things that are different for us together as opposed to our past relationships. So um, we're just really good. We working together was huge in how we learn who one another were, you know, um, and not to say that you have to work with the person you're going to marry, but it's a really good indicator of if you can really stick with that person or not, because we were, um, you know, in really stressful situations together. We yelled at each other sometimes. Um, we didn't always put our best foot forward, like you're always trying to do when you're like dating somebody or, or mm -hmm. with, yeah, because we didn't care. We were trying to do a job, you know, and, and so um, we learned how to communicate because we weren't an item. We weren't, um, you know, pursuing some romantic relationship. So we could yell at each other and then. And then be good again, you know, because we had to work together. That's how you be professional. See, right. see, that's how it's different. In marriage, it's like you can just yell at each other and then go slam your door. But that's not healthy, you know. Right. So that taught us now um, when we argue, we're just we're open about it. And sometimes we do yell at each other. But like it's more of a from a communication standpoint and, and letting our voices be heard. And we certainly don't agree with each other, but we can kind of get it out. And then we can come back to each other and and be OK with it, even if we still don't agree, uh, we can agree to disagree or we can kind of come to a, a common ground solution, you know, but it's all about just like feeling that you can um, have those conversations, even if maybe they do kind of raise the decibel level. Um, but I I never argued with my 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 ex-husband. I mean, we mm. didn't argue because if I was mad at him um or or whatever i just didn't say anything about it you know i just kind of shut it in and i think a lot of people probably do that so that was one of those things i was like you know what in this relationship you know we're not going to have that kind of passive aggressive thing you know where i'm just not going to say anything when i'm upset and he knows i'm upset but he just doesn't care like we're actually going to talk about it and you know and yeah. it works great 
I mean, one, I thought you were going to say in work, I was the boss and here you're the boss. Cause that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought that's what was coming out. That's why I looked at you. Um, but but even though he was the boss in title at work, I was, I was she pretty was far charge. up there. <laughs> but, but I mean, likewise, you know, my, my past relationships, it was arguing, screaming, walking out, throwing things. Mm -hmm. uh, it was super unhealthy. Um, and not only was it unhealthy for like, I just wanted out. Like there's no other way to say it. Like I wanted out. I wasn't happy. Like there was, it was awful. Um, but coming into this relationship, it was more about how do we talk? How do we communicate? How do we resolve and not fight to win? So yeah. that, was, that was the biggest yeah. one. Like the other one, it was fight to win because I'm going to win. This is like, I just want to resolve it because I, I value her as a person and our relationship. Um, and I value our life that we have together. Um, you know, even going back to when we were dating, it was, it was, you know, I, I shared the story about the Bible with you yesterday, Tanner. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the importance of getting back to God and really putting him first. And I shared the story about going to get our Bibles mm -hmm. as our symbol yeah. to being together. Yeah. And, and she took the leap of faith of putting her new name, you know, <laughs> uh, and changing her name on there. So it was kind of like, I knew, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you do. And we were just talking about that with our therapist recently, that as a society, we don't listen to our intuition mm -hmm. as much anymore. And, you know, our gut does steer us in the right direction. Our gut is not our intuition, our gut, our conscience, like it's not going to steer us in the wrong way. It, it does actually lead us down the right path. We just don't one, either give it time, yeah. uh, right? We don't give it the time to actually hear it and, and, and be, be quiet to be able to hear it um, and listen. But we also don't trust it now. For whatever reason, people aren't trusting it now. And therefore, they're choosing the way they think they should go and, and make this decision and down this path when you're like, mm, I should have really gone left instead of right. And um, well, you know. and what and what she was saying is that um, because of, uh, you know, technology oh, gee, yeah. and the overwhelming amount of access to information we have and people desiring to be, you know, very scientific about things that we have lost that uh, we've lost that ability even like as a tool. And, and right. she's like, I think the thing that actually has kept us along as a species as long as we've been here is actually the stuff that we can't quantify is that squishy stuff is that yeah. intuition is that you know however you you call it and 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 I want to I'm going to take uh uh, I gotta, I gotta say one thing and then I gotta ask something on that. Um, but you guys, I was over here smiling because, uh, one of the other, uh, folks that we interviewed, she talked about this, uh, existence in relationships for people that's either silence or violence. Right. And I, I love that so much. And you guys like literally, you know, Rachel's like, one. I was silent. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And Ron's yeah. like, I just screamed and yelled <laughs> and threw stuff all the time. And it's like. That's what pe that's what most people are are living with that that are not in a healthy place of communication. Mm -hmm. And and what I love is that like Rachel's like, I actually talk to Ron about things because I care enough. Like if you don't even care enough to bring it up and you're just like, nah, I'm silent and I know something's wrong, but I don't want to ask like that's a place of apathy. And 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 that sucks, you know, it sucks to be there. I, I've been there as well. I've been yeah. in both camps of silence and violence. Uh, me as well. Yeah. yeah. And so mm -hmm. you guys saying that, I'm like, oh my God, we're seeing it. Like <laughs> yeah. since she mentioned that to us, we're like, oh, like we're pretty much everybody Everyone fits into one of those categories. Like, um, but what I want to say about intuition and feeling and, and Ron, obviously like you're very in tune with things. You know, one of the other things you're talking to me yesterday and, and you don't have to share that the exact details if you don't want to, but you know, you made a decision um, and a few months ago, and you're like, now I know that that wasn't the right decision. And I'm experiencing challenges because I made that decision. And it's okay that you made that decision. And it's okay to change your mind about that decision. But I think sometimes people get so invested in the choices and decisions they make 
that they feel like, well, I have to stick with this, or they then question their intuition. Like there's a whole lot of things that come, but you know, I think you just demonstrated in a, in a conversation yesterday of like, I, I, I didn't quite listen and now I'm listening and I'm being told that I need to make a different decision and, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so just to catch up. It was about the church service on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Tanner about that. No, it's, it's absolutely that. Like I think, uh, and I think how I explained it to you was the enemy uses comfort yeah. mm-hmm. to just keep you in a space of not being this amazing person that you are called to be. Mm, so right. And so I made a decision to take a leap, be an entrepreneur, do this. And out of nowhere, literally, I was offered this crazy job that I didn't apply for. That was more money than I've ever made. <laughs> right. And and at that time, like Rachel's stay at home. So I was like, gosh, as the as the provider, like I had that tug, even though I knew I'd be fine doing it myself, but it was like the comfort this, you know, the comfort of doing that, I made a decision that I, I don't want to say I instantly regretted because I, I enjoyed fixing things and that's what it was all about. Um, however, I ha- wasn't happy. It wasn't what I was called to do. Um, and if it wasn't for the pandemic, who knows where I'd be. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but everything, you know, we, I even told the preacher this on Sunday there's been so many times that we're sitting there and he is talking about things that it's like, here's God's phone. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to God because that, that was directed to me. And this last Sunday was about, you have God given talents and abilities. Mm -hmm. You have to take the faith to go out and do them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so for me, like I looked at Rachel and she goes, yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah, because like there's been so many times that God has spoken to us. I try to listen, but sometimes it's scary because there's yep. no faith thing that yeah. you just have faith things are going to work out. And the the pandemic and everything that is, you know, coming into play, like I don't believe in coincidences. Like even Tanner, we were talking about how <laughs> it is, how close we were. Like he was in Viseo. We were in Viseo. He actually knew us from Viseo, but we didn't know him. Oh, wow. uh, we met Tanner because we needed someone to do Facebook ads. And he mm-hmm. actually remembered Corey and Corey connected with Tanner. And then we have this really cool friendship going on, which is, again, you attract people that you want to be around, which is, you know, Christian people or you know faith people and people that have positive outlooks on life that want to make an impact and mm-hmm. make better choices for many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that choice is being rectified, right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Time, uh, I, it was still a choice that I had to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and God will not give you, you know, the saying like, God doesn't give you anything you can't handle, but God will give you the graces that you need for what is in front of you. If you keep choosing, like you said, you have these talents, you know, everyone is born with a purpose. Everyone was born with certain talents. Everyone is born with something that makes them so special and unique. And when we can uh, follow that path of, you know, I'm going to quote my, my Papa Roach born for greatness, right? We follow (laughs) our greatness. Um, uh, you you will get the graces to continue to accomplish that. God is going to continue to help you live in the purpose that He created you for, right? right? So as a as a married couple and as just an individual, and um and yeah, we get so scared. We get into um I was I was talking to uh, my mom's group at church, and this was a few months ago, one of our last meetings, but um it was brought up that, you know, the devil will take what is good and distort it. And so, you know, all these good things like, yeah, it's a great job, right? It's a great job. It provided for you, but somehow it got distorted and it didn't, you know, and it just wasn't the right fit for you or it could, you know, and, and that, I mean, that that's a whole other topic, but, um, but yeah, God will always provide for you if you are following in the way he created you 
to be. And, uh, and I, yeah, and it's definitely no accident that we've all come together. So I, I love that. Yeah, it's cra It's crazy. And I mean, we've had, you know, on our things to get done is <laughs> launching a podcast and then <laughs> for like know, a year. <laughs> yeah. We met like, Hey, can you help us in Facebook ads? Sure. You want to launch a podcast? Yeah. When sure. you want to launch a podcast? Okay. Let us help. And I'll just say, I mean, I, I, I should plug it here, person. right? Shout out to Ron. Like he was up until 2 a.m. on Sunday, like <laughs> finishing things off because we're like, yeah, 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 we'll get it. We'll get it. And and I think we're like the worst client. <laughs> I, I, I think the importance of that uh, that I'm seeing is like we all need other people in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need, like you said, like no coincidences we connected as freaking random as it was, like how I found Corey. And then Corey's like, hey, we've got this and thing. And, and I'm in Colorado, yeah. you know, like and we had a Zoom call a day later and we're like, cool, we have similar <laughs> goals and aspirations and, and experiences with different skill sets. Like, awesome. Let's let's figure out how to work together. Um I, I'm with you. There's there's no coincidences. And that that's saying, and you guys have kids, so you get it, like this idea of like it takes a village, like it, it does. And it's not just a village to raise kids. Like it is a village when you have big goals and dreams and aspirations and want to have an impact, like you need people and, and you need connection. And um, I, I want to go back to one thing Rachel said earlier, which which really stuck with me, like you guys learned, you know, communication and I'll just say, you know, dealing with each other uh, through work. And and I think sometimes people think like, oh, well, I've got these problems at work, but it's not affecting me at home. Or I, mm. I'm arguing with my wife and I don't have a connection with my kids, but I'm really successful in my career and my work and, and my finances. And it's like, eh, I, I, I've come to realize it's hard to keep those things separate. Yeah. And it, the more you're winning in one area of your life, the more it's going to spill over into uh, another area. And so I was just kind of reminded that like, you know, I think obviously we are uh, pro marriage and, and yeah. having, you know, strong, healthy relationships. And I think that benefit spans far beyond just, um, you know, what's happening under your roof. It, it spans far beyond that. So um, you guys uh, seem like there's some similarities, but you probably have some differences and in, in your own, uh, you know, you're, you're your own people. Um <laughs> Tell me, like, how do you, it sounds like you have great appreciation for each other. Like, how do you celebrate those differences? How do you keep that stuff in mind? Like, we're not the same people and and really honor um, those unique talents about each other. I think I'll go forward on this one here because um, we are really, really different. <laughs> so are we. Um, well, and, and what's interesting is it's like as people, personality wise, we're super different. Like he is super outgoing, creative, like spontaneous, um, ambitious, kind of crazy fun person. And I'm like this introverted, more quiet. Everything is kind of real world logistical. I have zero creative <laughs> ability, you know, but so in those ways, we're super different. But as far as like our goals in life, our wants, our needs, you know, um, those things are, are very similar. And so we we truly work together as as partners. And so, um, you know, he takes care of things that do better with his personality. And I take care of things that do better with my personality. And that's how we work together the best, because um, we do everything together. There is nothing that we don't do in this life together, you know, and there's no you know, it can't be broken down into like gender roles or anything like that. Like we just help each other out wherever we need help. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's, and that's that. I mean, Ron, a, a good example is like Ron, he, because he's like outgoing and he's just great with people. A lot of times he takes kids to birthday parties instead of me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like a mom thing. Right. Yeah. But like, he's just so much more comfortable and at home in like these social situations. Sometimes I get like anxiety, you know, <laughs> to the birthday parties, you know, when they have this big birthday party at this big place, you know? Um, and then I, you know, do other things like, you know, kind of, look after finances, you know, I can do that. That's a, a quiet, organized thing that I can do, you know, and he, he doesn't do that so well, you know, so <laughs> we play to our strengths, you know, yeah. 
and it just it it works out really well being two very different people who just balance each other out so well it's truly that yin and yang type of thing you know yeah absolutely i mean i'm going to tell a story when we were gosh were we engaged no we were were, were, i think we were dating (laughs) We were dating. Uh oh, here comes the marriage trivia part. Don't screw this up. Gage dating. (laughs) We went went to this event and she goes, Hey, like, you know, I'm not social, so you just take the lead. I said, Okay, no big deal. So we go in. You know what story I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So we're going (laughs) and like 10, 20 minutes into it, maybe a half hour, she looks at me. She goes, You're not talking. Like, I'm having to do all the talking. I go, You haven't stopped talking like one time. (laughs) For me to take the lead, like you, you, because because in her past relationship, her husband, even though he knew she was like that, was even more so like that, and so she had to compensate mm. by, by putting in this fault, which you know she could flip that on, which I can't do. She's really good at that, um, but it, it's it's funny because I had to pretend to be very she, social she and could, outgoing. She and, could and pretend really yeah. well, um, and the person on the other end would have no idea. No yeah, way. and then you go home and you're like drained though, right? You're like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. I I'm totally that way. Yep. I mean, as we're talking, I'm like, we have similar things. I'm the introverted one, even though sometimes I talk a lot, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with people. Just like we had to take the dog to the vet this morning. I was like, are you? We were not arguing about it, but we were discussing it this morning when when our ten year old was home. And my daughter was like, what's the big deal? Like, why don't you, like, why can't you take the dog? I was like, I don't want to do it. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't want to deal with people. And she's like, yeah, but it takes like 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't care. I have to go over there. I got to deal with people. I like, I don't like to go to appointments. I don't like, like to do any of this. Stuff. I don't she's like, like to call people on the phone. I know. She's like, but you talk to people on the phone. Yeah. She's like, you talk to people on the phone for work. And I'm like, I don't like to do that either. She's like, well, then why do you do it? I'm like, well, it's a good question. Yeah. And what I would, what I would tell you is like, you should find work that you actually enjoy with people that you enjoy. So it takes sort of like, you know, like I'm not, yeah. Like it's much better than like having to be on the phone with people you don't like, like those are sort of two strikes. Right. So um, anyway, it was just funny. And as Rachel's talking, I'm like, "Uh uh uh-huh. Yep. Totally relate. Although I'm as much as you're analytical, because he he definitely is. I'm I'm the organizer and the scheduler, <laughs> and I for me I actually uh, I like to have the structure and the organization because then that allows me to be spontaneous. I feel like it allows it that that gives me the freedom to be like, oh cool, I got everything done. Like or hey, this is this is where I'm working, and so this is when I can go play. Like I just it just having that to me allows. Uh, to have some sense of freedom and spontaneity where Tanner's just like, yeah, let's cool. Let's go. Like, and then I'm like, She's well, like well, let's rein it in a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah, import- we have similar differences like you guys. I think the important point of that though, is that, uh, and, and one of the things that Rachel said was like, it's not gender role specific, mm-hmm. right? right? It's not like, Oh, because you're the mom, you have to do all the birthday parties or whatever. Or the dishes. Yeah. And I think we like, we're, we're, we totally blend those lines. Like right. Kate does laundry. Cause Kate actually likes to do laundry. If it was up to me, I'm like, why don't we just hire somebody to do the laundry? I'm not going to do the laundry. I don't want to feel like you have to do the laundry. She's like, no, and I may actually... get to a point where I don't want to do the laundry, but right, right now I don't mind dishes. On the other hand, I don't want to do dishes. I do them right now, but I don't, we split that. <laughs> but, so here's, I'm supposed yeah. to do dishes. I suck at dishes. Like I try, <laughs> I try not to suck at dishes. But I, I, she goes, she goes, look, I appreciate you trying to do the dishes. It's not helpful because I have to redo them. <laughs> How do you do dishes wrong? It's actually worse. Well, and it's I don't so, know. It's so, well, if the dish is still dirty, it's wrong. You've done okay. it wrong. Fair I enough. Did, but you didn't wash the thing, you know? <laughs> but it's so funny because it, that's just one of those funny little things, but it's like, you know, I mean, oh, a wife should be ecstatic if her husband is like, here, let me help you out with the dishes. Right. And so like, I feel guilty because I'm like, come on, Rachel, don't like beat him up for like doing a bad job at the dishes. Like he did the dishes. <laughs> like, yeah, but I have to argue with myself because they're dirty still. Only the hand-washing ones are dirty. The machine <laughs> ones are super clean. Like I, 
you know, <laughs> I, oh, I have this thing because I, I load the dishwasher a certain way and Tanner loads it differently in his certain way. And we like so efforts. Do it. It's like one of the most common things that like couples I saw somebody <laughs> post the other day. She's like, what if you uh, load the dishes the right way and your spouse also has a different right way of loading? the You know, it's like the toilet paper. Which way does, which it, way go? does it go? And it never yeah. fails. I'm always over and Tanner puts it in and it's always under. <laughs> And I don't know if you. And know I it. never think about it. And, and she's always like, she makes it. She makes a comment. No, no, no. Good. Like, no. They don't have to use toilet paper as much. I, know. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you need to tear the toilet paper, to me, it's easier if it rolls over the top. But the funny thing is, is I haven't. I I mentioned it like once or twice very early on, and like I haven't mentioned it like for a long time because I'm like, this isn't something that needs to be addressed. I'm just going to go in and flip it. So every time he puts it, he puts, I don't know if you ever noticed that. <laughs> yeah, and I've just, never noticed it. Like she brought it, she's like, oh, she said, so, I was like, I literally don't think about it. He. That's the thing that la makes me laugh the most is he's not even paying attention to which way he puts it in. And he and every I, time and every time it's under. So I'm like, it's totally to like get on. I, I, I went. I, I would go because she would. She goes, how come you put it in that way? I was like, I don't know. I just I do. Um, but like, then we went into the kick on the the silverware the right way. Oh yeah. Oh. So it, silverware in the machine is good. Like it's checked off the box. Um, but then we switched to like all the eating parts facing up. Instead of facing down, yeah, I know that. Like my brain hears that. I said it out loud. If I went up and did the dishes now, I'm gonna grab a handful of stuff and drop it in the silverware thing and close the door because now it's done. Right, right. I know that. I know that about me. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think you know. I'll, I'll say real quick on that. Like that is actually you know again one of the valuable things that we've learned is like. 90 plus percent of our life is on autopilot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, and, and further that is like, it comes from our childhood. And so if we don't actually stop to think about like, Hey, why are we doing these things? You know, some of the stuff, the silverware, the, the toilet paper might be inconsequential, uh, but there are larger things like how do you communicate in your relationship? Well, chances are it came from from what you observed, uh, you know, as a as a kid. And so we're like, you know, just really big believers in in digging into that stuff. And one of the statistics that's always stuck with us is that um, any like change in the way that, you know, sort of family traditions, any change that you make uh, stands to last for seven generations. And so if you think about that, like right, if you think seven big. generations back, it's like the people from like the 1800s <laughs> or, or 1700s in your family history probably still have an impact on how and why you're doing certain things today. And so a lot of people have this guilt of like, well, that's how I grew up or that's my mom wanted this or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but your mom and your dad and your grandparents don't even know why they're doing stuff. So mm -hmm. like, feel free to change it. Like, don't <laughs> feel bad about changing the way you do your life right. because that's what you observed when you were a kid, because that stuff's coming from a, a long time ago. And everything yeah. we look at, we're like, man, our people in our family that we don't even know that we'll never meet unless like we seriously advance our, you know, technology and health and we live several hundred years like they're not even going to know you know the the changes that we made for them to have a different future so that's just my like little rant on 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 being on autopilot um in your life and and it's just funny to me that we're like oh yeah the silverware the toilet paper like <laughs> it, the, there is examples everywhere so right. yeah that's yeah. super interesting so we we always love to hear. Did you want to nope. add anything? On? Okay. Final question. Cool. So uh, we love to hear from people because when when you look at the relationships that you know you're currently in, the past relationships, and not just you know who you've been married to, but you know overall who you're working with, who your friends are, who you, who you surround yourself with. What would you say is the most valuable lesson that you've learned about relationships thus far? to show up in them. Mm. Like for me, like show up as the, the best version of you 
for that other person. Right. And, and really like, I really value her, like I said earlier, and I care for her. So if I, the only part that I could show up better is probably health wise. And she yells at me for that all the time in a very loving way. (laughs) But, But like to be the best person in the relationship and not always think you're right or your way is the right way. And I'm a right fighter. So that was hard for me to, to adjust, but Mm. like, again, that goes back to, to knowing her and she's my best friend. So like, I, I know her and I know her thoughts and I, I, I know she has better thoughts than I do uh, on a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like she's smart. She's, uh, you know, Valedictorian for Regis uh, College, all that stuff, psychology, sociology. I joke all the time that she's just married me to have a really cool book and I'm out. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, it's to, to really show up for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and that's, that's true for me as well. Um, although for me, I've learned a lot about, um, you know, love is an action. I mean, Mm. it's not something you just say, it's not lip service, it's an action. And you have to, when you tell somebody you love them, you have to show them that you love them. So, you know, I, I think I I try to put that first in our relationship. It's like, I, you know, (laughs) I do make him look because I love him back to the health thing. You know, (laughs) I yell at him for unhealthy choices because I love him. So, you know. it's about actions. You know, a lot of people, you know, your family, you don't, you don't get to vote on your family. You know, you tell your family, you love them, but a lot of people have family, myself included, who don't show love at all or, or do it very poorly. Um, you know, so it's like, for me, um, you know, in our relationship and, and in those that, that we surround ourselves with, it's like, it has to, um, be important to show love, not just to, to say love, you know, you have to do Mm -hmm. beautiful. Thank you so much, Ron and Rachel. Cool. Thank you for joining us and being a part of the one relationship and, you know, really Ron, thank you for helping to launch this and, and get our podcast out and, and your continued support. Uh, in the work that we're we're doing together here with with the with the podcast, but really to have you guys on and to just share your insight to your marriage, to your past marriages, and hopefully just give some of those good nuggets to some people that they can take with them in their day and how they can um, take a step forward in making their relationship amazing. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. We were excited mm-hmm. to be on, and uh, I, I, you know got to know your show just by editing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to be on the show. Cause it's, an- <laughs> and I told Rachel, I was like, we got to be on the show. And she's like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm like, you guys are, yeah, I know tomorrow. Yeah. Ron's like, well, we should do this. I'm like, cool. How's tomorrow? Um, th- this, this was, this was really great. And, and, you know, I know starting at the beginning, Rachel's like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. You did awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think here's my bias. I think introverts are amazing at conversation once they're on a topic that they enjoy talking about and feel comfortable. And I think like we hit that probably like a quarter of the way through you because I was like, oh, yeah, like this is this is uh, this is great. So uh, not that Ron's not great. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I, I now see what he's saying, uh, that, uh, that he married up. So, uh, it was a, it was a real pleasure having both of you guys for sure. Thank you so much guys. Thanks guys. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the one relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it. If you could do us a quick favor too. please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage, discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.